and welcome back to the latest episode of the Master of None podcast. I am your host, Stephen Murphy, and I'm joined by the regular rugby crew, that is Sam and Westy. Uh, we are back to preview our last of our pools, Pool A in the Rugby World Cup. Uh, we do not have a guest, unfortunately, like we did with Pool D and Pool C, uh, but uh, that's okay, because you know what, Westy and Sam are just they're good enough, that's all that matters, and that's all we're looking for here at the Master of None. We're not looking for excellence, we're looking for mediocrity. Isn't that right, Westy? You are mediocrity. Yeah, exactly. I mean, never underestimate how happy you are with something that's just okay. So if you were offered just okay or a chance that it'd be the worst thing ever or the best thing ever, I think you'd take just okay, wouldn't you? I mean, you're never going to be that disappointed. No. Just okay. And that's what we're looking for here. Three so seven goes to like Supermax and McDonald's. You know what you're going to get. Exactly. We are McDonald's of the podcast world. <laughs> we are what definitely not the biggest fast food chain of the podcast world. We're definitely Supermax. Come on, lads. We're based in Goa. It was right there. We're barely Superman. It's I, one I, of those I, questions that keeps popping up. I think Subway is the biggest fast food chain in the world. No fucking way. It's not yeah, I think you, no, I think Subway is like crazy popular in the world. I don't. I we'll, we'll look, look at not not important, not important. But we'll look at that up afterwards. Uh, we're here to talk about Pool A, which is New Zealand, France, Italy, Uruguay, and Namibia. Um, me and Wes were just talking. Poor Namibia always seem to get New Zealand, and always seem to get a hundred points put on them. Uh, and this year will be no different. I don't think we're we're also looking ahead at that. But uh, pool, uh, this pool has changed drastically over the last month. I would say New Zealand were going in heavy favorite or not heavy favorites, but favorites for the World Cup. France looked like they were also going to be there. There, but well, they still could be. But they lose Intimac. They lose a couple of other players through injury. Dante is I think not fit, not fit for this game against New Zealand to open it up. New Zealand, on the other hand, get absolutely hockeyed by South Africa like two weeks ago. Um, which changes their entire outlook and Westy it's I don't know it's, it's they're still obviously favourites for the World Cup but it is a bit different now isn't it the outlook yeah I think as you say like things have changed in the last few weeks especially with a couple of these late injuries to the France squad losing the likes of Entomac okay Charlie Bear is a fantastic player as well and he slotted in really well in the, in the rest of the warm games but not having kind of one of your marquee players then you lose, I think Dante is out for the first game and Paul Willems is out for, I don't know how many games, but um, yeah, just it just seems to be a few ill-timed injuries coming their way. But at the same time, they've they've prepared really well. They were really, um, al- although the other teams showed kind of pretty good fight, um, they were really strong and vincing against Fiji and Australia and their ability to create chances and capitalise on chances. This is France now, obviously, I'm talking about. Um, and in their two games in Scotland, I mean, the, the team that lost in Scotland was a significantly weaker team. But again, Scotland, you know, pushed them pretty close in, in San Etienne. So um, I, I think they've lost, I think they might have lost the favour tags now, or at least uh, New Zealand stock had gone up before that game against South Africa. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's one, it's one it's probably the most straightforward pool when you look at it in terms of who's getting out. But the kind of dynamics of it um, are very interesting. And it's both a good thing and a bad thing, right? Our opening fixture is uh, New Zealand-France on, uh, on Friday night. That will kind of give us a good indication of how the rest of this group is going to go, I think. Speaking of that opening fixture, here's a lesson to anyone listening at home. Don't get a girlfriend, because then you have to go to her family's parties, which is, of course, organised for the same night as the opening fixture of the World Cup. And Re-organized. you have to go. Reorganised for that night. It was supposed it was. to be other... originally it was Saturday night, which I was okay with because Ireland uh, Romania is early in the day. I was like, that's fine. Of course, it gets rescheduled. It's almost like people don't care about what I want. Sam, do you ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like people don't care about what you want? I feel like that most of the time. Uh, once you when you have a 
toddler, you your wants and needs become completely secondary to uh, a diet of Cheerios and fish fingers. Uh, I am trying my hardest to reason with her and give her any sort of sustenance whatsoever, but fish fingers, potato waffles, and uh, Cheerios, dry Cheerios. That it's sounds delicious. Yeah, Sam, I mean, you would love a dinner. I was going to say you're yeah. loving it. Oh, I, I'm partaking in the dinners, yeah, and but I'm I'm trying my hardest to like you know I need to be able to not lie to the doctor when I go back and say like when she said oh I was eating well I need to be able to like you know truthfully say she had a vitamin every once in a while but uh, no the the reasoning with the two year old does not work so I'm just I'm just fueling the the craving for Cheerios uh, and then in Aldi they have they have dinosaur shaped Cheerios which are going down an absolute storm oh uh, wow. Yeah, uh, Sam Sam watches on with obviously unhappiness, but a, a glimmer of pride as well when the daughter just wants to eat waffles, fish fingers, and Cheerios. He's like, "That's yeah. my girl. That is my and girl then, right there." But then I I hang my head in shame when we're in cafes around Galway City and she demands loudly baby chinos. I'm like, "No, I've, I've made I've made a monster here." You have, um, Sam. New Zealand. Look, we always say you don't read too much into sort of warm up games. That defeat to South Africa, is it too big of a defeat to overlook? Are you still confident in New Zealand's chances? I'm always quite a big fan of New Zealand. I like the rugby. I support Hurricanes in the Super Rugby, and I've always enjoyed watching them. They're, they're you know, rugby heritage, and we grow up kind of idealising the Hakka and the, the man mountains that come from New Zealand. So I always feel like you can't write them off, and I don't think writing them off after one warm-up game against South Africa in Twickenham is... The right thing to do i think that you can definitely be scared of some of the things south africa did to them you can be wary of some of the ways in which south africa abused them uh in terms of upfront physicality just completely outsmarted them and then also beat them at the scrum and then beat them again when they changed seven men so you can look into those things as as indicators of where a team is at but you can't take it as the full story like if you look even you know a month before in july new zealand put 35 20 on south africa in new zealand they narrowly beat Australia and then they hockeyed Australia and then they hockeyed Argentina. So they've, they've a mixed bag of results in the last while they have a year to a year and a half ago, they were looking like they were on a right down slump and then they started to grow and grow and Ireland beat them in the summer and everyone, Oh, she's they're written off. They're, they're done, but they've, they've grown steadily from there until they got to such a stage where they became the bookies favorite again. And I think with the, the rugby heritage they have, the outsider bets the people looking on will never write them off. And I don't think you can write them off because they, they do have a crop of players that are capable of winning. They've got a crop of players that are, you know, they have, they have some of the best players in the world regardless of what standard they're playing at. So I think that they'll get out of this group and they would fancy their chances against anyone. And unfortunately that anyone is more than likely going to be us. If we get out of our group, that's how it's going to work. So uh, it's, it's, it's a worrying one for the rest of us, but yeah, the, the, uh, the South Africa result, while you can take it as a big blotch on, on the paper because it's the heaviest defeat that they've ever suffered as a nation, which is mental to think about that that was the heaviest defeat that they've ever suffered. I also think that you can just put it down to the fact that it was a good day for South Africa, a bad day for New Zealand. It was in Twickenham, all sort of things are going wrong. You don't know what level of preparation or what area or what position point of time in their preparation they are going into the World Cup, headspaces. All those things can add up, and you can have a bad day at the office. I wouldn't, I wouldn't write them off based on that, but it does give a glimmer of hope to those of us looking on from the outside that there is a beatable team there as well. You know, it's in years gone by, you draw New Zealand, and you wouldn't even bother showing up. Like I remember the last World Cup, everyone kind of 
tentatively said we had a chance and everyone realistically thought that it's a bit too far this one but I think on this one now that New Zealand team does look a little bit beatable and it's results like that South Africa game and the Irish tour there last year that allow that to be the case now which has not been the case in the past so it's a good thing for the the tournament as a whole. Westy we've spoken on previous the the, the pool previews and there's been like you know oh the third game could be a, a huge game in this pool France play New Zealand in the first game is it a case of whoever wins that game tops the group and whoever loses comes second is there any hope that I'm looking at Italy, Namibia and Uruguay here as as any potential upsets it depends what you mean by an upset so I would caveat this by saying before France got really good again Italy had a couple of good results against them um, they kind of beat them I think twice in the space of five years so in that sense, you would think that it could be a banana peel for France, you know, if if spirits are low after a loss to New Zealand or if um, if they take Italy anyway lightly. Um, I know it's not uh, for a while that they play Italy, but um, if they take Italy anyway lightly, then there could be a shock. I, I, I don't see it, to be honest, um, as well as I think Italy are playing. I think they're one of the few that are so unlucky with the draw. If they were in any other group, if they were in, let's say, the English group, um, Instead of Samoa, you know, you, you might back them to get a win over in Argentina or, I, again, maybe not over England, but um, you'd at least give them a chance. I think, unfortunately for Italy, being in with France and New Zealand is a really, really tough draw. Where I think the potential upset could be uh, is probably Uruguay beating Italy. Um, again, I think it's unlikely, but if I look at kind of my radar for, uh, you know, potential upsets, um, I think it's pretty high on it. In the last World Cup, Uruguay prepared very specifically to beat Fiji, a very, very good Fiji team, a Fiji team that still finished third in their pool and guaranteed the qualification for the next time. Um, Uruguay have beaten Namibia in the warm-up to the World Cup by, I think, more than a score, um, although it may have been a little bit closer than that. Um, and they will, and they, uh, I think just after COVID, they lost to Italy in Florence by one point. Now, Italy have come a long way since that point, but... What I mean by mentioning the last World Cup is Uruguay are good at preparing for a fixture, preparing for a win. Um, so I think they'll have done their homework and they'll be eyeing up Italy for that result. Whether or not they'll get it, I don't know. They probably won't. Italy are a very different team than they were three years ago. They've really pushed on with their youth and it's really exciting. But um, yeah, I, I do think the the first game is probably the most interesting game in this pool for most people. I'm very interested in, in the other games that are coming along. But um yeah, I don't see an up, upset happening anywhere else um, unless France really tank after the New Zealand game. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is if France beat New Zealand in that first game, they're going into that last game against Italy, possibly with the eye off the ball a little bit, with a, with a look ahead of the world, to the quarterfinals. And I just don't think, I don't think it's realistic. But what do you think, Sam? I think you actually might be right in the case that in our group and in this group, first and second is fairly meaningless. It doesn't really make as much a difference. You know, your draw is going to be as hard. You got the the winner of this group will get either Ireland or South Africa or maybe potentially Scotland if they can push it, which are three extremely tough teams to play against. You know, Scotland have put it up to France in the past couple of years as well. Uh, Ireland won a uh, beaten France in the last year. South Africa are always going to be really tough. So. Whether they come first or second, it's going to be an extremely hard match. They're going to get one of the top five teams in the world, probably. Uh, and the same in our pool if we do it. So I think they're taking the foot off the pedal. If you guarantee yourself 
top two, I think you do take the foot off the pedal a little bit, rest up some players if there are knocks that need resting. Uh, because topping the pool outside of it being a completely ego thing, I don't think is as important in this pool as in previous years. In previous years, you've really wanted to finish top to avoid a New Zealand or to avoid a South Africa, whereas it just you're you're damned either way if you do it in this. So I think that the, that could be the case with France, but I still think even if France completely took the foot off the pedal, they've got such a depth of talent. So long as the unrest around players now, because Williams is out and they're, they're after calling up Bashan Shalaru, who is appealing a six-month prison sentence for racism. So that that's, might cause a little bit of unrest. There's a few bits in the camp there. And, you know, with the end-to-mount injury, there's a little bit. But out, outside of the potential for unrest to unravel them, I think that even a second team, France team, is probably still strong enough to beat Uruguay uh, regardless. So that's you're you're right that they could take the foot off the pedal, but even then I still, still think it's a big, big ask for Uruguay to beat France because France are just, they're, they're one of the top teams in the world for a reason. Westy, talk to us a little bit about uh, Uruguay. You're, you're, uh, you're a fan of this team. Like, you're a fan am, of every yeah. team, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm a real whore when it comes to these teams. <laughs> you're um, a mercenary. I, my, one, my one criticism, and it's not even a criticism of Uruguay. Well, first off, their website doesn't ship to Ireland. That's a real pain in my arse. The other one is that World Rugby, well, I didn't check today, but last time I checked, didn't have a Uruguay jersey online. Come on, guys. Get, get your head out of your arses. I want this jersey. Um, yeah, Uruguay... Uruguay, obviously, as I said before, they had that really, really, really out of nowhere unexpected upset against Fiji in the last World Cup. And unfortunately, they were in a pool with Georgia, um, England, and or, uh, Georgia, Wales, and Australia. It's the very same group again this year, except um, Portugal instead of Uruguay. But since then, they've done really well. They... they beat America, they qualified as America's one, they beat the USA and knocked them down a tumbling spiral into trying to qualify as America's two and then eventually going into repertage and losing to Portugal on, on points difference. Um, so they really seem like a team to me that, you know, sometimes you get these upsets in a World Cup and it's a flash in the pan, right? Um, but Uruguay seemed to have doubled down on what they were doing and invested really well. They've gotten a few good wins over Argentina 15, not a full Argentina, but basically an Argentina kind of um, Argentina team of players based in Argentina. They're kind of an offshoot of the Jaguars that were in um, that were in the Super Rugby, minus all the internationals who moved abroad. Um, they've, as I said, they beat Namibia in the warm-ups. Um, they've beaten Chile in the warm-ups, although by only a point. Um, and as they, they pushed Italy quite close. So, um, and as well, since the last World Cup, a couple of their players have even gotten professional contracts in France. And that plus the growth of the uh, South American uh, Super Rugby that, that they've put together, they're able to keep a lot of their players in one team and then re- bring in their internationals, bring in their, not their internationals, their international playing players to really sweep them up. So again, I think that, I think they showed how good they are at preparation in the last World Cup. I think, unfortunately, again, their their reward is is a very difficult. They did have quite a lot of points on them. I think by Tonga uh, last year in a in a in a international. So I don't think that by any sense the finished article they they won't fear Namibia, um, although they will be the target for Namibia as well. But I do think, as I say, they will be preparing for the game against Italy and they will avoid that up. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't put it past them, honestly. I'm, and I, I can be quite biased when it comes to these tier two countries as well. I, I fully understand that. But um, seeing how they've kind of, uh, I don't want to say doubled down, but how they've kind of reinvested themselves in rugby um, in the last four years has been absolutely fantastic. And, and I think they will bring a lot to the competition. Um, 
it's just a shame that I, we have to wait so long. I think it's their third game. It's at least third game, their second game. So as long as their hearts aren't crushed by France uh, in their first fixture, I, I'd keep an eye on it. I, I, it's, it's on a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday at five o'clock. Stick it on after work. It, it could either be a show of how far Italy have come or it could be a great day for Uruguay. Yeah, that's 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 a good point, Sam. Namibia, obviously, you know, by no means a powerhouse, but I'm looking at a couple of their results and, like, said they they beat Chile. They they were no by no means embarrassed by Uruguay. Only lost by you know eight points there. Well, they'll definitely be eyeing up a couple of potential upsets here. They can, they could. They've eyed up a couple of potential upsets in every World Cup, and they've so far failed to get a result. As far as I'm aware, I think that. 22 games lost out of 22 in World Cups. They nearly scared Ireland at one point and they had potentially the ability to scare teams in the past. This year's Namibia team, no, I'm not claiming to be an expert, but from reading about them the last couple of weeks, they're not even as strong with kind of South African born and bred players or South African players playing in the Curry Cup. There's a lot of kind of pro players uh, and even national players in France, so not the top level in France playing for them. They they brought in an ex-Wallaby, uh, Hardwick's name is back row, two caps with Wallabies class season for the Rebels by all accounts uh, this year. And he's kind of their 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 big name, their talisman for this year. And then Coach Z, who's coaching his former uh, South African coach. So they've got a little bit of pedigree with them in terms of that side of things. But from accounts in South Africa that I've been reading about them, they're not even as strong as they have been in the past. So, you know, they might eye an upset against Uruguay. Or not, I wouldn't even call it an upset, but they might eye a tough game against Uruguay and try and register a win there. But I don't think they'll have any any preconceived notions about getting big results in any of the other games. Uh, they'll, they'll be a tough team to play against. They'll have quite a South African style mentality in terms of their players won't back down from a fight, but they've, you know, they've never really done it on this stage. And I don't think that they'll do it really on this stage again. Yeah. I was just saying to Steve before we came online. So as you're right, like maybe I've never won uh, a world cup game, but it's just worth mentioning that their last group game in the last World Cup was against Canada, which is one of the games that was cancelled because of the typhoon. Yeah. That that really felt like a game, especially during that World Cup, that they were really eyeing up for the win. So I feel bad for them that they still have this record of not only never winning a game, but also I think the highest points conceded. They lost a game to Australia by 120 points to nil, I think, in They're uh, one of years ago. three or four teams to have conceded 1,000 points or more in the World Cup as well. So. They don't have the best record, but at some point you got to bounce back. You know, it's, it's, you hit the bottom, you get going. I would say one thing: a... nobody beats Namibia twenty-three times in a row. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> nobody. All right, I'm sticking you, to that. You mentioned that they played in South Africa and fields. So their their head coach is Alistair Kutsia, who is a former head coach of Springboks. Although, you know, not a, not a, not one of the very successful ones. I think he was in charge between 2015 World Cup and uh, Razi Rasmus coming in uh, to take over. So. Um, he has experience in World Cups. He knows what it takes. Uh, or sorry, not in World Cups, he has experience um, coaching international teams and know what it takes. The biggest big problem is they're basically the Georgia of Africa. They don't really get the fixtures against... Like Another bit of statistic for you, they have a 50% win rate against Ireland. They've won two, lost two. Now, we haven't played them since, the, I think we played them since 2007, but like those wins are late 80s, early 90s, I think. But um, they just don't get games, right? They played likes of Zimbabwe, likes of Kenya, who are... like fantastic athletes especially Kenya when it comes to the sevens they have quite a good history but they just don't get fixtures down that direction they have a team I think in the Curry Cup second yeah. division but it's like a with an asterisk they, they play a wider competition and they also play a lower comp- uh, 
an internal competition. One of their so, warm-up games was the Bulls. Like, you know, we're, we're playing England and uh, international teams like Samoa and they're playing the Bulls. It's, like, it's so hard to compete against that. Like It's like last World Cup when Canada played Leinster and Connacht played Russia. You know, it doesn't really set you up for these... Fan- like, Leinster fans are probably still thinking about the time they beat uh, Chile about a year ago but, or two years ago. But that was a very young, inexperienced Chile team that, that they played. It's like when Munster bet the South Africa C team. Who the, the oh, Bulls? Well. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, yeah, look, let's talk about that opening game, the New Zealand-France game this Friday. Obviously, it's going to be incredible. Um, hopefully, I get to watch it. Um, I, I don't know. The, the, the bookies have this pretty even. Westy, am I crazy? I just don't see France losing this game. The, the emotion, the atmosphere... You know, there it would have been a tight game regardless of venue, but you put that in the Stade de France with you know eighty odd thousand screaming fans, uh, the emotion of it, the the pride of it. I just don't see France losing that game. Yeah, like the old adage of it depends on the France that turns up doesn't really apply anymore. They turn up like even losing the game to Scotland when it was let's say an arguably second team, they they turned up. You know that they really did. Um, I mean, it, it is also New Zealand, right? Like, you can never guarantee New Zealand. Uh, you never guarantee a result against New Zealand. New Zealand were very convincing in rugby championship. Um, as you guys said already, you can't really take that South Africa. You you can give confidence to South Africa after that result. Um, but if, you know, what was it they, they call it? We beat New Zealand a few years ago. It was uh, oh, the, 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 the backlash, um, the fight mm-hmm. back from New Zealand. You know, they, they'll be ready to put a, put a marker down. So, um I honestly think it's too close to call. I'm going to, I'm going to go with my heart and say France, France on home soil, open night of the World Cup. Um, they might squeeze it, but it's it's definitely one of the it's one of the more in, most interesting World Cup openers I, I can remember. I don't think there's been a, such a close draw. I think the last one was Japan Russia, and the one before that was England Fiji. So you know, it's um, it's ah, it's brilliant. I can't wait for for Friday night. Yeah, uh, Sam. Question: Does the winner of the World Cup come from this pool? Geez, that's a very good question because it's hard to say. Anything other than yes, really, like it's it's. I think the winner of this pool is probably the favorite, uh, or the, one of the two that comes out of this is probably the favorite throughout. Or ourselves in South Africa, and that's the we all play each other next. If we get through over Scotland or uh, South Africa get through over Scotland, uh, you don't count out Scotland. But if if the two that are likely to go through us in South Africa go through, it, it's so hard to predict who who is going to do it. I think the biggest thing for me in terms of France. Because I think New Zealand know how to win a World Cup. I know they didn't win the last one, but I think New Zealand know how to win a World Cup. It's ingrained in the DNA, and they will they will be able to if they need to step up that gear, and they have the players to do it. I think that they're a little bit weak, maybe in centre. Like I love Jordy Barrett, uh, and then they have David Harvey, Leonard Brown, and uh, Rico Wani. But I think that that's the only part of the New Zealand team, maybe the back row a little bit that you kind of look at maybe exploiting. But France, I think, will miss in this game, Dante, uh, hugely, and then Williams will be calling out, and then. You've got Jalibert or Antoine Hastoy out half. There, there are one or two areas there that if you were clutching at straws trying to find a weak point in the French team, they would be it. But they're so stacked in terms of depth that they actually probably just paper over those uh, emissions quite easily. So, yeah, I think that you're, if you were betting safely, if you had money to put on a winner coming from a, a certain pool, I think this is the pool that you would put the money on. But this, the draw just counts so much. It's like playing an extra game almost, being on this side of the draw. Going into it, we were talking uh, on previous uh, World Cup preview pods about England's chances and Australia's chances. And they all, I just think that they have better chances of going further because of the draw that they get, which is 
it's sickening to say, but I think it makes for a much more interesting World Cup. And I think that that's, that's what I'm getting so excited about this World Cup because of the potential upsets, because of the big grudge games, because of the potential for a team to kind of pull a bolter and get there to the final. We talked about Argentina yesterday. So it is, it's so hard to put your finger on. But yeah, if I went into the bookies with 100 quid and I had to put it on a winner coming from one of the pools, this is the pool I'd pick. Yeah, I, I agree with your reasoning. It's kind of tough not to, just because they're both really good teams. Uh, last question, Westy. Who does New Zealand and France want to face out of the Ireland, South Africa? Or I'm, I'm ruling out Scotland. So Ireland, South Africa. Who who do France want to play out of those two? And I think we're not going to like the answer to the question. Yeah, I I think France will want us. Um, I know we beat them most recently, but again, they fairly did a job on us in in Paris. Um, I think that, <clears throat> I think as well, it, it's a funny thing, you know, I've said it before that I think our, our draw favours us. Now, draw does favour us to get through, but as we said, now this could, it's a double-edged sword, right? But France played their toughest game of what could be the World Cup in their, in their opening game. Um, they then um, have time to recover, to rotate, to take each game as it comes. They have basically four weeks before they have to play a quarter-final. Now, that may end up losing that they rotate too much and lose a bit of gas, or it might give them time to kind of get players game time. Um, anyone who has a niggle, like if, you know, God forbid, I'm not going to say his name in case it's, but the, God forbid, the best player in the world sprains a part of his body, like, um, and France have to rotate someone in, then that, that, that could be horrible for kind of the competition-wise. Um, I definitely think they want us uh, in the next round. I think that... I think they're quietly hoping that New Zealand will do a, do a job on South Africa and, and do their job for them. I, I I do think if France get to a quarter final, um, they're almost definitely. I'm I'm pretty sure if they get to a quarter, if they win their quarter final, they'll go to the uh, to the final. I'm not that confident when it comes to Ireland. I think that my big fear in Ireland is that we get a France New Zealand in the quarter final, we lose it or we win it, and then we get beaten by Argentina in the semi final. That's that's officially what I think is going to happen. Um, but yeah, I think France. The, the, like, and I don't want to talk about the advantage of a home World Cup too much. But like, you do have to think that they also have loads of players. Like, they've been really smart the last few years about capping a lot of players. Those players are all two two hours down the road. You know, it's very easy for them to get players bust up to uh, bust into their camp to play. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I think they're probably, I think they're probably eyeing us up. Uh, for a for a semi final, I I think they can beat South Africa, um, but they'll definitely see us as the lesser of the two evils on that job. Yeah, I think South Africa the scariest team in the competition overall. I think I'm not saying they're the best team in the competition, but they are. Like, why would you want to play them? You, you're gonna if you beat them, you're gonna be battered and bruised, and that's if and that's even if you just beat them. You know, what I mean, they're, they're so good as well. I don't know, they're petrifying. Um, but look, that is Pool A. We've all the pools wrapped up now. Um, that's as I said, that opening game is going to be absolutely fantastic. We hope you all enjoyed uh, our pool previews. Um, and yeah, everyone. I hope everyone enjoys that Friday night game. Hopefully I will. But that is to be, to be decided. Uh, lads, appreciate your efforts as always. And we'll be back early next week to uh, recap the opening uh, round of games. Cheers, boys. Bong. <laughs>